Chapter 27 of Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Townai. Translated by James William Wells. Chapter 27. Hunting the Doe. To describe the shock that Innocencia received on finding herself face to face with Manasau would be impossible. Alarm and terror were so strongly depicted on her countenance that it was observed not only by the bridegroom, but also by the father. "'What is the matter with you?' inquired Pereira. "'The way,' observed Manasau gloomily in which I frighten the Senora Donna. The teeth of the girl chattered with emotion, and she trembled in all her limbs. The Minero impatiently strode towards her, and seized her by an arm. "'But you have no fever?' he cried. "'What is this, girl?' Then, half-smiling, he turned towards Manasau. "'I know what it is. She is startled on—on on seeing you so suddenly.' Come, come, Nocencia, leave off trembling. Immediately, I say. I wish to... to return to my room, she murmured, and reaching her hand up to the wall, with tottering steps, she slowly retired to her chamber. The muleteer assumed a sullen, downcast expression, and from under his knitted brows he followed with his gaze the retreating form of she whom he already considered his wife. Pereira, with his arms akimbo, placed himself in front of the tropiero. Footnote. A muleteer. End footnote. What do you think of that now? said he, with an air of surprise. No one can count upon women, eh? Manasau made no reply. At last he suddenly observed, in a very drawling tone, and pausing at every word, Your daughter has seen someone? The Minero flushed, and almost stuttering replied, No, no, that is, she saw, but there, every day, you know, she, she sees people. Why do you ask me this? For nothing. Now explain yourself. You thus ask me a question that makes me a, a little confused. This is a serious business. I gave you my word of honour that my daughter shall be your wife. The town already knows it, and... And with me, I want no stories. That is what I say. Manasau looked up suddenly. It is well, said he. Let us be slow, careful, and sure. For thus I have been all my life. I will return soon. But now I will see after my horse. He went away leaving Pereira a prey to the most conflicting suppositions. Days passed without the two men once touching upon the subject that grieved their hearts. Both, calm in appearance, lived a common life. They went together to the plantations, they took their meals together, they hunted together, and only separated at the hour of repose. For then the Minero went to his room at the rear, and Manasau occupied the guest's room at the front, Innocencia did not appear. She scarcely left her chamber, alleging, as an excuse, 
that she had a return of the ague, but although her body was not affected, her mind was tortured with her passion and despair, and bitter tears, especially at night, inundated her face. Mea Dias, she wailed, what will become of me? Nossa Senora de Grea, succour me, what can I do? I, a poor, unhappy girl of the Satao. On her knees, before the rudely fashioned oratory, illumined by coarse candles, she prayed with fervour, murmuring the formula she was accustomed to recite before retiring to rest. Suddenly she hesitated. I would that I knew a prayer that would better ease my heart, that would relieve me in my misery today. And, as if carried away by some inspiration, she prostrated herself, murmuring, My lady, mother of the virgin who never sinned, oh, I pray thee, go unto God and ask him to have pity on me, not to leave me thus with this pain here within me. Extend your hand over me, but if it is a crime to love Cyrano, then I pray thee, send me death. At times, Innocencia experienced in herself the elements of resistance, for she had inherited something of the character of her father, some of his strong and obstinate disposition. I will go, she cried with flaming eyes, to the church, and in the face of the padre I will cry, No, no, kill me, but I will not marry that man. When some vivid memory of Cyrano crossed her mind, she was almost beside herself with despair. Her passion filled her breast with fire. What is this, mere dears? Has that man put the evil eye upon me? But oh, Cyrano, Cyrano, come back, come back, come and take me. Oh, I shall die. She fell upon her couch, shivering with nervous excitement. One day Pereira suddenly entered her room and found her bedewed with tears. "'What has troubled you, my child, the last few days?' he inquired in a tender tone of voice. He was outwardly calm, but his expression was that of decision. Innocencia shrunk within herself, like a dove that feels a rude hand is about to grasp it. The father gently drew her towards him, and laid her head upon his breast. "'Come, Innocencia, tell me, what is it all? You shut yourself in your room?' and Manasau is there outside asking for you constantly. This is not pretty. Is he, or is he not, your bridegroom? The girl's tears poured afresh. A woman certainly should not throw herself in the face of any man, observed her father, but it is also not right to be peevish like this. It is sickening. A husband as he all but is. Suddenly Innocencia ceased weeping and withdrawing herself from her father's arms, she stood rigidly in front of him, and with the fire of resolution flashing from her eyes, she said, Father, would you know what all this means? Yes. It is because I... I ought not. Ought not what? To marry. At these words, Pereira stared at her with astonishment, and his jaw fell with the shock of surprise. What? he almost screamed. The girl comprehended that the struggle was about to commence, and, summoning all her courage, she replied with apparent calmness, Yes, my father, this marriage ought not to take place. Are you crazy? observed Pereira, with assumed tranquillity. 
Innocencia, with her cheeks burning with flushes, proceeded to say very rapidly, Father, I will tell you all. Do not wish me ill. It was but a dream, it is true. The other day, before this man arrived, I was sleeping, and I had a dream. In this dream, do you hear, father? My mother came, descending from heaven. Poor mother! She was so white that it made me sad, but she was dressed so beautifully, with a dress all blue. Your mother, interrupted Pereira with a slight emotion. Sim, senor, she herself. But how could you know her? She died when you were a baby. All the same, continued Innocencia, I knew at once that it was my mother. She looked at me, oh, so lovingly, and asked me, Where is your father? I answered, trembling, He is in the fields. Would you wish him to come here? No, she said to me, It is not necessary. Tell him that I came here to prevent Manasau marrying you, or otherwise you will be most unhappy. And afterwards, inquired Pereira, raising his head with a sombre air, and wildly rolling his eyes. Afterwards she said more. If this man marries you, a great misfortune will happen in... in this house. And then, without any more words, she disappeared. Pereira fixed a keen, inquiring gaze upon his daughter, while a suspicion flashed across his mind. What marks had your mother on her face? Innocencia suddenly became deathly pale, and raising both hands to her head and uttering a wailing cry, she exclaimed, I know not. I... I am lying. It is all a story. It is a lie. I saw not my mother. Oh, mother, mother, forgive me. And throwing herself full length upon the couch, and her scattered rich raven tresses shrouding her gleaming white shoulders, she remained immovable. Pereira silently contemplated her for a long, long time, knowing not what to think, nor what to say. Presently, as if seized with some sudden resolve, he leant over the figure of the girl and murmured, or, rather hoarsely, hissed in her ear, No sense here. in a little while Manasau will return from the fields. You shall go to him, and if you wear not a kind face, I, I will kill you and raising his voice, he added, Do you hear? I will kill you. Rather would I see you dead, than, than the house of a Minero dishonoured. Then he rushed from the apartment, leaving Innocencia in the same position. Very well, she muttered, it is but what I want, then I die. End of chapter 27 Read by Helena Dunstan, Oxford, January 2022